patronize me, young man. They're real. I saw them. I know. I've seen them too. But where? In my laboratory. Worse of life. Stupid name, I know. But it wasn't my own. Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. My name is Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Erica. And this week in preparation for our Christmas episode next week, we are going to be covering another Christmas favorite, Gremlins, along with its sequel, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. So enjoy. All right, we're going to start out by talking about Gremlins. It was released in 1984. It was written by Chris Columbus, the one from Harry Potter, not the one that, like, discovered America. It's definitely the one that discovered America. (laughs) And it was directed by Joe Dante, who directed The Howling. Yeah. (laughs) And produced by Steven Spielberg. Um, You can tell. Yeah. The movie follows Billy Peltzer, whose father gets him a mogwai for Christmas. From Chinatown. A mystical, mystical, mystical... A myth. <laughs> it's it's part mystical, part mythical. It's a yeah. mythical. <laughs> okay, Billy receives a mogwai from his dad, who his dad got from a half-blind Chinese man. <laughs> and when you you can't give them water, you can't feed them after midnight. And what's the third rule? Uh, they don't like the light. They don't like the light. They'll it'll kill them. So naturally. He feeds him after midnight, gets him wet. <laughs> the wet was an accident. That was all fucking Feldman's fault. The after feeding after midnight was an accident too. Fucking Corey Feldman. <laughs> if Corey Feldman was not in the first movie, there wouldn't have been a second movie because there wouldn't have never been any problems. There fucking, wouldn't be a first one. Fucking Corey Feldman. Here's an hour and a half of fucking this guy with this fucking up. Furby. It's so cute though. It really is a fucking Furby though. Thanks for pointing that out. Okay. I didn't even think about that. So, Gremlins was a huge family favorite in my household, to the point where my brother now has um, Stripe tattooed on his arm, but I definitely, every time I find any type of gizmo toy, I buy it for him, because of how much he loves the Gremlins. Nora carries gizmo around quite often, actually. They have a cute original, you know, like, 12-inch stuffed gizmo doll. It's so cute. So cute. Isn't it cute, Dylan? Yeah. And he also, Kyle also told me he's getting Rambo Gizmo tattooed I on his other him. arm. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, he's pretty much a big fan. He should just do like a whole like Please don't feed into the bullshit. 1990s. <laughs> don't feed into it. Miss uh, Stranger Things tattoos. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so uh, the movie actually, the idea for it originated from a few different things. Uh, one was Steven Spielberg wanted to make a sequel to E.T., and the original concept that he had for it was other aliens of E.T.'s race were going to visit Earth, and they were basically just going to be destructive, unlike This e. is e. way cuter. Well, yeah. Uh, the idea for the Gremlins came from two different things. One was this old Looney Tunes cartoon in which Bugs Bunny is talking about little, little things called Gremlins. Uh, another one is a book that was written by Roald Dahl that was actually supposed to be turned into a Disney movie. And it was about gremlins that attacked World War II fighter planes, and they would basically destroy the planes from the inside. And a funny nod to that in this movie is Mr. Futterman, uh, when he's talking about the gremlins, he's like, oh, yeah, they attacked our our war planes back in the war. Like, mm-hmm. he, he brings that up. So 
It was a cool little nod to it. Um, originally, Tim Burton was in talks to direct the movie. That would have been interesting. At, mm, at I'm the- kind of glad that he didn't because it was like, his stuff is so dark and this, I feel like, had a much more whimsical feel than what Tim it's Burton It's very does. Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. He, I like uh, Steven Spielberg for certain shit, but like, don't go overboard. He actually, at this point in time, didn't have any feature-length movies. Who? Tim Burton. Which is why they were... Mm. Like, kind of hesitant, hesitant on having on him. It, he yeah. was big in the 90s. Yeah, they had... I think they were going off of, like, if they liked Frank and Weenie, they would give him the role, but then... Or Which, the job, fun but. fact, there was a Frank and Weenie before the animated Frank and Weenie, yeah. in case you were confused <laughs> about what Dylan was talking about. It's a black and white movie. It's really good. Go check it out. Um, Some people don't know that. Yeah, so they started production on the movie. Um, the two leading actors for the role were... Edward Norton? No. <laughs> Judd Nelson and Emilio I Estevez. I love Judd Nelson! I love Emilio Estevez. I would have wanted it to be Judd Nelson, but I wouldn't want him to be playing the character of Billy. I would want him to be um, the character that he was in in Breakfast Club. Bender? Fighting, yeah. Fighting gremlins? <laughs> Smoke Trench up, Johnny! All, dude. He it. does that whole, like, that whole Christmas spiel. The Christmas in the Bender household. My dad grabs me by the collar of my shirt and says, He's a pack of cigarettes. Smoke up, Johnny! Yeah, that's perfect. We Put that they, in there. Please make a fan film, Bender vs. Gremlins. <laughs> Bender wins. We'll get behind that Kickstarter. <laughs> get it going, guys. And did you, wait, hold on. I'm, re, I'm just like, my head just picked up what Sira said, and she was like, that's my, what did you say? That was my type of Christmas? What? <laughs> 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 it's my type of Christmas movie. So they had uh, Phoebe Cates come in to try out for the role of Kate. And they were very, they didn't know how they felt giving her the role because uh, the year before they had cast her in Fast Times at Ridgemont High in which she did a topless scene. So they were kind of aiming for a family audience for this. So they're like, I don't know how that's going to go. Can't bring the titty girl back (laughs) for the gremlin movie. No movies in this episode. So they hired her and uh, they had Zach Galligan come in to uh, try out for the role of Billy Peltzer, and he instantly, they had a connection between the two, so they hired both of them for the roles, which I think they did a good job in the roles. I wish it was Tiffany Amber Thiessen, though. What? Oh. I just said it because that's Dylan's Bay. This was the 80s. So? She was, like, 90s. She's probably too young at this time. Uh, What year did this come out? 84. I don't know. I don't know. Google it. Google Ask it. Ask the Oracle. Google it. Because if she was old enough, I vote t- Tiffany. Born, she was 10 years old. Oh, fuck. Maybe she was like an older looking 10 If they ever remake it, I don't care how old Tiffany Amber Thiessen is, she can she can be in that role. So the original script for the movie uh, was a lot different than the finish. Uh, the original script was a lot more violent. I would have liked to see that. Uh, I know that one thing that they had was uh, Billy's mom actually got decapitated and the gremlins threw her head down a flight of stairs. I would have gotten behind that too. Um, There was a lot of stuff that they had taken out. Uh, The gremlins ate Billy's dog. That would have been sad because he replies in the second one, didn't he? No, the dog didn't come. Yeah, it did. I don't remember, honestly. Yeah, Billy didn't have it, but yeah. Um... But they changed it. Another big thing that they changed, and they actually changed it pretty later on in production. It wasn't even, like, before they started the movie. 
was Gizmo was originally going to be the bad guy. And they were going to have Gizmo... He was going to turn into Stripe. Turn into Stripe. So Gizmo and Stripe were originally the same character. I'm so glad that they kept Gizmo because he's so fucked. Like, every time I he watch... He really is cute. Every time I see this movie, I'm like, I want Gizmo so bad. And Rambo Gizmo was even cuter. It's like when little kids think they're tough, but they're not. And it's just really adorable. The reason they changed it... <laughs> Was uh, they didn't want audiences to get upset, especially because they were going to be aiming it towards kids. So yeah, I wouldn't decapitate someone in a children's movie. That's no, stupid. not that. The whole Gizmo turning into stripe um, thing. Yeah, they and just then, wanted to keep it. Yeah, but that's that the thing is that still, like, if, like and... well, they wouldn't have been able to merchandise anything if they didn't keep Gizmo because the Furbies all every every piece of merchandise for this movie, for the most part, is Gizmo. Can you mm-hmm. stop waving your peanut butter finger in my face? <laughs> but just, like, think about when you were a kid. I had a fucking um, Gremlins Furby. I had a I had a Magway Furby, and I wasn't even alive in the 80s. I had yeah, it in I the 90s. I still had it. Furby scared the fucking hell out of Dude, me. Dude, Brie had a black and white one that was, like, it would, like, chirp. And it sang that, like, little chirpy song that they do. It's so cute. I can't do it. Oh, that. it's so cute. Oh, my God. I wanted a gremlin so... Not a gremlin, a, a mogwai. And I would never, ever abuse it abuse it, and let it eat after midnight and get wet. And I would never do that. You give in to the kids so easily that you would... That's crock of shit. You'd have no. a house full of little... I feel like Kyle would purposely turn it into an evil thing just to fucking kick it with the evil gremlin. Kyle would be like, come here, get in the sink. <laughs> I'd come home to like 80 of them. Yeah, but he'd be like reenacting. But he'd be like (laughs) smoking and playing poker with them in the garage. (laughs) Um, This movie, fun fact, is one one of the movies and like really the main movie that started the PG-13 rating. Um, It was rated PG because they wanted to aim it towards families, but it was still violent. Uh, Most specifically parents were very mad about the kitchen scene where Billy's mom like puts the one in the blender and puts the one in the microwave. I think that this movie is perfect for every age. I let Nora watch it. This is why. This is why. I think that we are so worried about kids being so sensitized to everything that they're afraid of everything. Like this movie is stupid. Like not like I I I swear to God I thought you screamed slut. (laughs) Hey listen Listen, I'm, I don't mean stupid in like, like it's a bad movie. No, it's a really cute, really good family movie. But it's a stupid movie to be afraid of. Is this what is I'm trying horror to say. haven, not family haven. It's <laughs> get out of here. Dylan picked the movie, not me. It's, this movie it's is, Christmas. It's, I get it. This movie is sincerely a family movie, in my opinion. It is a little rough around the edges, but like, there's nothing in there that should be scary to children. I personally believe that. I have a funny story about this. Uh, yeah, you're afraid of it. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of it, no. Bitch bag. Um, no, your grandma's afraid of it. <laughs> uh, when I, when I, Bitch bag. <gasps> Not your grandma. Ooh. That's what Sarah said about you. Cut that out. I didn't call your grandma a bitch bag. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, when I was like 10 years old, my grandma came up to my house to babysit, mainly my brother because he was younger. Um, I wouldn't get babysat when I was 10. I was too cool for that shit. Well, I was in my room. I was fucking 10. I just sat in my room and played fucking video games, but... Um, Grandma but was I like, walked out. Oh, come here, little son. Why get brought to Gremlins? I walked out in the living room and they were watching Gremlins, and it had just started. And I was like, "Oh, I fucking love this movie." I went back in my room. I come back out later, and it's the part where they're in the movie theater watching Snow White. Oh my God. my grandma, I love it all 
all singing. My grandma looks absolutely fucking terrified. And she's like, how can you watch this? This is terrifying. I was like, have everything... Everything. <laughs> this this is the one. A bunch of little puppets sitting in a movie theater singing "Hi Ho Hi Ho," throwing popcorn around. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that was crazy though when they blew it up. That was yeah. nuts. Like all, all I can think of in my head is like, Billy, you're not gonna get away with this. They're gonna catch you blowing up buildings, man. OG like, terrorism. Oh, OG, the original. Yeah, but like think about that. If that was in a movie today, that'd be a big deal. Blowing up movie theaters and kids' movies. Uh uh-uh. uh no no sir <laughs> oh my god who else cried when at the end the um asian guy comes back and gets them gets gizmo and gizmo like asks to talk to billy and he opens it and gizmo pops up and he's like bye billy <laughs> oh my god spoiler haven <gasps> again <laughs> dude gizmo is like my changing my, the name of this podcast can we, instead of on. having children can we just adopt mogwise mogwise Please. I've got two at home. I feel like that's a bigger responsibility than children. I feel like my only concern with showing this movie to, like, if I had kids, is the whole speech that Kate gives about how her dad died, mainly because at the end she's like, and that's how I found out Santa Claus isn't real. I remember watching that as a kid, and I was like, wait, and I looked at my parents and like, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that's it. That's your only about this whole movie is that they could spoil Santa Claus. Maybe. And if you're listening to this with your kids. I, that's, where, that's where my suspicion my suspicion grew. I'm kind of confused about that statement because what if she means Santa Claus isn't real? Now we're going to have to have to talk with your wife. Good job. I don't understand that. I've kept that. the charade up for long enough. I just pictured you like bringing presents over the house like yo man can we use your closet? <laughs> Sarah Snoops. <laughs> I do, though. Your brother does, too. Your brother is such a scumbag about that shit. Like, the only time we've ever argued is because I will, like, at a holiday or, like, a birthday, I'll get him something, and he'll just walk in the house, and he'll be like, blah, 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 and then he'll just tell you what he got. And you're like, how the fuck do you know? And he's like, oh, I was just guessing. My but dad, he always guesses right, and it makes me so mad. My dad, I don't know how the fuck he does it, but... Every year for Christmas, he will go to the tree and pick up the box, like whatever gift he has wrapped. He'll shake it, he'll feel it, and he'll tell you exactly what it is. Scar. Every fucking year. <laughs> I could be like, I'm going to go buy him some random shit that he's never going to guess. He'll pick it up, feel it, and be like, it's That's boots. bullshit. No balls. <laughs> you will not send him a box of dicks. Back to Gremlins. Yeah. Sierra keeps taking us off topic. Shaking her peanut butter finger everywhere. The movie was filmed in the same town that they filmed Back to the Future. And the movie theater that they blew up is the Mm -hmm. same one that... Was in Back to the Future? The theater at the beginning that uh, is showing A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies, they were working titles for E.T. and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Eric is afraid of aliens. Please Direct message as pictures Sure of am. Do not. I don't do it. E.T. scared the shit out of me as a kid, dude. <laughs> I just can't. That's a good know. one. I love E.T. The we're, first... doing a, we're doing an episode on, on aliens and I... Not E.T., but... No, not aliens. E.T., but... <laughs> I'm pretty excited to talk about the fourth kind, though. Uh, that movie literally is nightmare fuel for me. You yeah, no I'm idea. sure it is. You're going to be like, oh, and your pants are going to be scared off. Odd fact, I own it. E.T.? No. I do oh, the on fourth the fourth kind, kind though. <laughs> Which one's scarier, E.T. or the fourth kind? <laughs> Ooh. 
I like that you're thinking about it like it's a serious question. Was the prostitute gremlin in the first one too? No. Thank you! Told you, Kyle! They literally were fighting about this yesterday. I, I the uh, the gremlins were all animatronic. They were there's no CGI. And uh, That's a lot of fucking animatronics. Yeah, and each one costs about thirty to forty thousand dollars to make. So they constantly had security doing checks on the set to make sure nobody was stealing them because of how much they cost. That was like when you were talking was about Gizmo Jaws. Animatronic? Like the price of the uh, the sharks from Jaws were outrageous too. Yeah. Was Gizmo animatronic? Yeah. Yeah. No, or, oh no he was real. <laughs> You're not getting one. You know what creeps me out about Gizmo though? When you see that he's got a full row of teeth and fucking old man fat fingers. He's so cute. <laughs> old man fat fingers. <laughs> like he's cute and then you look at those fingers. Those little stubs. The original gizmo you can buy for $5,000. The Santa speech that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Steven Spielberg wanted it taken out of the movie. But Joe Dante wanted to keep it Is it because he didn't want to ruin it, it for the children? Well no. So the reason they wanted it taken out was because they, they said it was a weird tone. Where it the is. rest of the movie is fun, and then they have this, like, dark story. Like, literally can out of I, nowhere. Can, can I reiterate this speech so everybody understands how yeah. dark it is? Okay. So, out of nowhere. What's her name? Kate? Hold up. Mm-hmm. Hold up. Kate? That is... That fucking... That's from the second one. I know, but I just can't with the face. Um, so Kate out of nowhere is like, um, I don't like Christmas or whatever. And they're like, well, what happened? And she's like... Um, my dad went missing a few days before Christmas or a day before Christmas and we didn't find him and then we lit the fire and the house started to smell. That's where I, that's where and, I started. <laughs> and then when it, we were expecting it to be a dead cat or a bird and then they pulled my dead father out of the chimney just like Santa. <laughs> he was going to surprise us on Christmas Eve. <laughs> You're a sick fuck. <laughs> Well, but so he fell down and broke his neck. The reason they thought, yeah, it's a weird fucking. Who goes? I'm gonna go down the chimney. <laughs> but uh, the reason they wanted to cut it out was because they said it was dark and it was out of nowhere, and they couldn't tell watching the movie if it was supposed to be this dark moment or whether it was supposed to be comical. They that ultimately so cool. decided to leave the part in because. Joe Dante wanted to leave it in, and he felt that it fit with the movie because the whole movie is dark but comical. So, yeah. I don't think it did fit with the movie. I disagree. But I think it's, like, I don't care that they left it in or not. Dude, I saw that Lifesaver replica in FYE, remember? Mm-hmm. Maybe next year, instead of Christmas decorations, I'll just buy a whole bunch of gremlins <laughs> and put them out on the front porch. You like, should, the like, you should just, one, like, buy one, like, every month. Like, one $300 one. Oh, my God, it's the prostitute from Gremlin 2. Put them by the door. How did she survive? That's what I want to know. I think we're done with Gremlins 1. Let's do our ratings. Yo, you know who does the voice of Gizmo? Oh, yeah. Uh, Howie, Howie Mandel. Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's like, who's that? I was like, the fucking bald dude from Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Wait, I do want to bring it up that Gizmo was way too cute to be that guy's voice. Yeah, it kind of ruins it when you find out that yeah, Howie Mandel yeah. did the fucking voice. It should have been somebody equally as cute as Gizmo. I like the little chirping. Oh, that go ahead do. and bring up your weekly Texas Chainsaw Massacre fact. Oh, there's a scene where Stripe is chasing them with a chainsaw on the, to- the 
the department store. Yeah. And um, he's using yellow chainsaw. It's directly inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it wasn't. Was that fact checked? Yeah. It, <laughs> okay. It wasn't in the original script, and uh, Joe Dante put it in because he's a huge fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Me too, buddy. Me too. Yeah, the part, the department store part at the end. This is one fucking thing that bugs me, is that Gizmo drives the toy car. How's he driving the toy car? That's what I want to know. It's not a remote control car. He's not using remote control. He's literally just fucking driving around like it's a real car. No, he's too big for a toy car, so it's probably one of the cars that are, like, for kids. Power like, wheels? Power wheels, yeah. No, this was, like, a remote... It was a remote control car, but he was driving it around like a real car. You know what? Maybe it was a cool toy in the 80s that we don't have anymore, and you're just being judgy because you're not from the 80s and you don't know. And you were still young, so shush. <laughs> Fucking Gizmo knows. It's good. What happens if you turn the wheel of the car? It Yo, turns. that part at the end... Of, okay. I want to bring up special effects... Because that part at the end scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Oh, when he melted? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, when he, not even when he just melted, but like when he has the water on him and they're like bubbling on his back. On his back? Yeah. yeah. That part fucking creeped me he out was super when proud I was young. Of himself. I felt that the effects in this movie in general were yeah, really good. For, especially for like The second time. one took a, took a dive, though. No. Like, no, they, yeah. They we'll did. talk There's about like it. Part... We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. fucking hate when you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> All I can just picture was Tourette's guy. <laughs> yeah, special effects were good. Uh, also, soundtrack was really good. Yeah. I like that it was like Christmas music, but they made it creepy sounding. So I guess we'll do ratings. Gizmo is so cute, though. I just, I really just think that the quality of the puppets are fucking awesome. You just want to hug him. Like, whenever I see a Gizmo doll, like, when I was at your house the other day, I definitely was hugging the Gizmo doll because it's just so cute. He is really cute. Sierra, what do you rate Gremlins? 10 out of 10. It was fun. Really? I loved it. I love the giz- gr- uh, the gizmos. <laughs> the gremlins. I think they're super fun movies. Do I think they're horror movies? No. So if I'm writing that as a horror movie, I'm going to give it a zero. As horror. I'm going to give it a ten as a movie because it's super fun. I loved it as a kid. Like, ultra nostalgic. Just, like, a really great time. I also do not consider it a Christmas movie. What is wrong with you? It's like it's happening during Christmas time, but it like has not a lot to do with Christmas. The entire movie revolves around Christmas. No, no. It just so happens his dad's a shitty dad and forgot to get his kid anything for Christmas, so he just got him the first thing it found at Chinatown. Dad's actually a shitty dad. He's never around, and he tries to buy his kids with cute things. I can tell you right now, if your dad came home with a gizmo... <laughs> I'm not saying that I wouldn't be excited, but I'm saying his dad's my dad. Hangs out with me all the time. He's not a traveling salesman selling smokeless ashtrays. Mom had a bad haircut. Mom kicked ass though. Ten out of ten for the 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 food blender. <laughs> Erica. Okay. Um, I I agree that it isn't real. It's not really a horror movie. High five. How um, fucking dare both of you? This is a horror I, movie. This is entry level horror. I, I would I would say no, I would no. go as far as saying that yeah I think it is like for like if you if you are somebody who are like you're a huge horror fan and you have kids and you're kind of like what could I start like showing them that they would be interested in 
I would start with this and not pull a me and go straight for fucking Friday the 13th. But No, entry-level um, horror movie, the ultimate entry-level horror movie is Beetlejuice. That is where you start your children. You, you uh, if, if you're really feeling a little nervous about it, you go Casper, Adam's Family, Beetlejuice, and then you can do, like, one of the really cheesy Freddies. There's nothing to do with gremlins whatever, whatsoever. I'm saying this isn't an entry. This is just not, I'm with Dylan on this, this one. I got your back, Dylan. Thanks. I think it's entry level. Um, I don't think it's like a true like horror movie by any means, but if you're like somebody who's a horror fan and you want to get your kids interested in it, it's definitely there. Um, I loved what they did with the, the characters and the quality of them is fucking awesome. Um, the concept's pretty cool. Like, creatures, they're cute, but then bad shit happens for, like, on normal shit. It's, like, it's basically telling you don't feed and wash your pets. <laughs> or bad shit's gonna happen. One thing that I one thing that I was wondering is, like, there's times where they're, like, crawling through the snow and shit. They're getting wet. Yeah. I want to know how they don't get dehydrated. They're drinking beer, and they don't multiply when they're drinking beer. It's not water. It's liquid bread. Like it, okay. <laughs> it's the yeast. <laughs> it's yeasty. Anyway, um, I just want to make a soundboard, and that's going to be the only. Time. <laughs> it's yeasty. <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I don't think we're making um, it through this episode, guys. <laughs> this episode's rough. I'm gonna give it an eight, just because they are really cute. Don't come at me with your booby-grabbing peanut butter fingers, you weirdo. <laughs> Don't cut that out. <laughs> it's just going to be an hour episode. I'm just going to loop that line. <laughs> Don't come at me with your booby-grabbing peanut fingers. Um, I, I love that this. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Horror Haven merch coming out. Don't come at me with your booby-grabbing peanut butter fingers, you weirdo. <laughs> Um, I love this movie. I try to make it a point to watch it every Christmas because it is a Christmas movie. Yeah, the special effects are great. The setting is really cool. I like that it takes place in like a small town, which is something that I think the second one kind of loses a little bit. It just takes place in one building, a really tall well, building. Well, just the city also, but... Uh, all in all, um, this is one of my all-time favorites. Does might this just... take place in New York? No. It might just be nostalgia, but I like it. No, it's a fun movie. It's not nostalgia. It's fun. So would you give it? 10 out of 10. <laughs> Which, by the way, I just I... want to point out... Erica ruined the perfect score, y'all. That last night, I said I was going to give it a 10 out of 10, and you were like, really? Like... As if it was undeserving of a 10 out of 10. And then you gave it a 10 out of 10. That's what I mean in the second one. That gives it an average of a 9.3. Remember the last time? We told you not to feed them after midnight. We told you to keep them away from the light. And the most important warning of all, told you to never ever get them wet you didn't listen they're mutating 
Sir, it's the building on fire. No, no, that's a false alarm. <laughs> Are you trying to panic New York City? Absolutely not. So the monsters are real? I didn't say that. Gremlins 2. The new batch. Now, was that civilized? No, clearly not. Fun, but in no sense civilized. Alright, next we're going to cover Gremlins 2, which was released in 1990, and it was directed by Joe Dante. This follows Billy to the city, where him and Kate move uh, after, you know, the first round of Gremlins. Um, he works for, like, this big corporation, and they end up renting out space to, like, these people who test on animals. They also buy out Chinatown, and they get them, they get Gizmo from the nice Asian fellow that sold him to them originally. And, uh, they try and test on Gizmo, but Billy finds him and saves him because he hears his little, cute little chirping song. And then stuffs him in his locker, but he gets wet because, like, somebody spilt water on him by fixing, like, pipes or something. And then that creates Daffy. And, and George and Lenny and Mohawk. Yeah, but the only one I really care about is Daffy. Because he looked stupid. But, like, cute. Like, harmless stupid. So then there's also a lady gremlin who looks like a prostitute and falls in love with some dude. And she doesn't die at the end. All the other ones died, but not her. You think she picked that up in Chinatown? The, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but all I can think about when I saw her, I thought about when Roger said that the one lady Oh my there. God, Were you, did you hear about that? Okay, so I was getting my hair done, and the guy that does my hair was outside, and I was like, I asked him, he has a ta- he's covered in tattoos, and I was like, is that, I thought he had a gingerbread tattoo, like a gingerbread man tattooed on him, I was like, is that a gingerbread man? He's like, no. It's a voodoo doll. It was a voodoo doll, yeah, and I was like, um, I go, oh shit, I was like, Kyle's got a gingerbread man tattooed on him, and I was like, well actually, I was like, it's Stripe from Gremlins, eating a gingerbread man, and he's like, you see that bitch that works behind me? I was like, yeah, he goes, she looks like Stripe from Gremlins, you know when he played a prostitute? And I was like, I literally went inside, and I could not look at this lady for the rest of the day, I was like, like, you need to turn my chair around. He was like, why? I was like, I cannot look at that one with a straight face. So um, this entire building ends up getting out overrun by gremlins, and um, they have to defeat them. So to defeat them, he sprays them fucking down with water. He got ballsy. Done fucked up. You know? And, like, makes them multiply, and then he um, electrocutes them with the electric magic gremlin in the phone lines, which he became electricity by drinking potions in the lab. Yeah, and one of them became wing, got wings. Um, one of them the cool got shit. wicked smart. One got wicked smart and could talk. The other one became a spider. That was Mohawk. That was a bummer. Mohawk was cute when he was fuzzy. They're all really cute when they're fuzzy, except for Daffy. Yeah, no, that thing's fucking Don't, ugly. No! No, it no. is. Lenny was Lenny with the fucking buck teeth, too. No, yeah. no. Daffy is a cutie. That's the one with the crazy eyes, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's my favorite. It's the Steve Buscemi. If, I, <laughs> if I could have Gizmo and Daffy, I would be so happy. But Daffy's a little fucker. Like, Gizmo's behaved. Like, you could pat his head and say, good boy. No, Daffy's bad. 
He's so bad. He trashed their kitchen. I'd be so mad if I went home. I'm making a movie where it's Syrah. It's going to be a cross-up between Gremlins and The Voices. And it's going to be Gremlins talking to Syrah, telling her to do bad shit. I'm going to be so sad if I came home to Daffy destroying my kitchen. I'd keep him in a cage then, you know? Like, where I could have him. I could take care of him. I could love him. But he can't trash my kitchen. So, yeah, Gremlins (laughs) 2, it was released six years after the original and you can tell because kate goes from a cute haircut to a really bad haircut i feel like her acting was really bad in this movie too yes oh my god no the part where she's like what what where you know what i'm talking about where they're making fun of the fir- the part about christmas oh and she starts talking about Abraham, like lincoln's birthday yeah lincoln's yeah. birthday and she's like i was at the park and then there was a man that looked just like Abraham Lincoln. And they're just and like, like, okay, come on, just tell us later. And like, they're like looking at her like, just please shut up. We don't have time for this. But um, so since the first Gremlins was such a success, the studio wanted to make a sequel. And Joe Dante said I, that he didn't want to do it. So they decided to make the sequel without him. Um, in doing so, they came up with a bunch of different concepts, but they were all scrapped. Like one took place in Las Vegas, one took place on Mars. Las Vegas would have been fun. So uh, the hangover with Gremlins. They ended up. It ended up in this like limbo where it wouldn't get made. So finally, they came back. They asked Joe Dante if he would want to come back to make it, and he said yes, but he wanted full control over it. They gave him a bigger budget to do it, and the movie ended up not being very successful. Joe Dante has actually said that he prefers this one over the original, but he said that he thinks. The reason it wasn't successful was because they waited too long to make it, which was kind of his fault. So yeah, <laughs> I, think that's I could see that too, though. Like I could really see that happening. I think that it, you can tell that Gremlins mm-hmm. was very much like an '80s, an '80s film. I think and what- the '90s it just it. it it was so different. Like, you know, technologies were changing and like I just don't it, Well like what what bit, what well. movies do you remember from our childhood that that were released in the nineties that weren't animated, like Home Alone? Was that in the nineties or was that the eighties? Home Alone was nineties. Yeah. Yeah, so like Home Alone and that's Space very different. Like the yeah, those types of movies are so different from like the Gremlins, Never Ending Story, shit like that. Yeah. I prefer the eighties kid like younger. Like, yeah, like films. the younger, like family oriented films oh are my definitely God. way better. The Princess Bread. What? Highlander. Here yeah, we go. There there was a lot of... Uh, Why would you do that? You're there, just going to get him mad at me. There was a lot of things in the sequel that just... She's trying so hard not to quote the Highlander right now. I can see it in her face. He just cut it out. There's no point. There's a lot of things in the sequel that I think lost their touch from the original. And like little things that it, like I felt, and I said this this year when we were watching it, the second one to me feels like... Looney Tunes. Yeah. The whole, but it was WB, so it would make sense. But, yeah, but the whole thing just felt like you a said Looney it, Tunes episode with different... No, it's not Looney Tunes. What it is, it's the Animaniacs. You remember the Animaniacs? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. They act just like the Animaniacs. Pretty much, yeah. And, like, they even had, like, the sound effects, though. Like, it was like... Ding, ding, when somebody would, like, poke on somebody's fucking shoulder. Yeah. And they're just like... Why are you putting this in here? Like, because it was the '90s, and that's. But it it, it took away. Like for yeah. me, it took away. Like I I but I've noticed, and this is just I've noticed in a lot of recent stuff I've been watching. If you listen carefully, you can still hear. Like if somebody like opens and like pulls a knife out, 
you can still hear that kind of like, like unsheathing <laughs> sound. No, but I feel like I feel like that was definitely something that took away from it. I also, while I thought the effects were better, obviously due to timing, bigger budget too. Yeah, but yeah, you know what? The, the, I don't. I, I I don't think it was done. Even though, like, it's better graphic, like better graphics, I guess, or better like um, overall quality. Yeah, but I don't think that. I guess because. They came out in two different decades. When you think of Gremlins, you think of, like, 80s Gremlins. Mm -hmm. So So you have this, like, idea in your head of what, like, what it's going to be. And then when you see it kind of, like, reimagined in the 90s, even though it's, like, better quality stuff, it kind of takes away from it because it's, like... There's were all... There were all these scenes where they... It looked like they, like cut the the gremlins into it like there's one where one of them it's like dances. green screened yeah yeah, and yeah. It looks like you can tell it looks really bad you're like what? like like the gremlins like slightly blurrier than the rest of the screen and it's really weird but i mean as far as the uh the animatronics and stuff for like the bad gremlins not gizmo but like the bad gremlins they made them look like slimy and like gr- a yeah, lot they more nasty. Wet. yeah and it made them look nastier and Honestly, I wish that they went with a darker feel like they did. Because the first one was a lot darker than this. This, I feel like, was just a straight comedy movie. And I, I, love wish when, that, I love the part with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, there there was so much potential for them to make, like, a creepy, creepier movie. Than yeah, they no, did. they could have. And Definitely room for them to grow with it. Yeah, and I, I feel like they threw a lot of stuff in there. Like, the fact that they got all these different powers from drinking these different potions and the one started like talking and became a genius and i was, was like, like this is... i did an interview with the guy on tv it's exactly what you said it was it was animaniacs but with animaniacs. i just like i liked parts of it like there were parts that i really oh, yeah, liked i still of it. enjoyed it yeah and i liked i kind of like liked the characters always i liked oh. the i liked how they made like because in the first one, like, when, when Gizmo splits, they all basically just, they look like Gizmo. Like, they don't really, like, they gave have them any very, difference. Like, but this one kind of made them each their own thing. I think they did that for marketing, personally, because you can go and find Daffy toys and, and toys yeah. of, of G- Rambo, Gizmo, and Mohawk now. But, like, for the first one, you literally had the Gizmo. Gizmo and Stripe. Gizmo and Stripe, and that was it. And... And so this one, it made it a lot more easy to market on a wider variety. Yeah, I just like, and like, I, I kind of like that because you kind of get, you're getting different characters mm-hmm. and then they kind of try to elaborate do. a little bit and develop each well, character Well, and that's the thing too, that's a big difference from the first one because from the ver- first one there was Gizmo and then there was Stripe and, and they had different personalities, but it really didn't go into the personalities of the other gremlins. Like, you knew that they followed Stripe, but none of them acted necessarily bad like they just call it kind of all acted like gizmo and then they just became bad but like these ones all had person like daffy was like a mess maker but he wasn't necessarily evil he just like did he destroyed yeah like he just like tore shit apart where mohawk came out and he's bad Mm -hmm. you know so like you could see very very clearly like okay daffy's a little dumb and he makes messes Mohawk is evil. Gizmo's adorable and perfect, and he loves Rambo. I love, I love when he's they did. They did like so o- oddly enough, though, they were able to do a workable character development on on each of them without mm-hmm. it being too elaborate. And obviously, it's not like holy shit, look at this character development. Like it's so amazing, but they were able to give you like 
they were able you to individualize each yeah. other. Yeah. You can look at a gremlin and know that's not Gizmo anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought that was I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um I thought it was a really cool take and I think that it definitely, like Sarah said, it definitely opened up a door, a big door for them for marketing, mm-hmm. which things were marketed more 90 in the 90s than they were in like the 80s like they they pushed smaller things in the 80s whereas like the 90s was like your big like everybody yeah everything had to be a franchise and that's what people wanted so i i understand why they did that um and i thought they did it well and and i liked i liked having those different characters and it wasn't just having you know just gizmo or just stripe one thing i didn't like was that they had gizmo in the beginning, and then Gizmo split, and they kind of made him unimportant until like the very end of the movie. Until Van Bones. And, and oh I my li- god, though, what, that little workout scene was so cute. Though. What I liked about the first one was that Stripe was a really cool like villain for the movie. I guess you could call it. Where this, they kind of amped up Mohawk. And then he just turned into a spider. And he all he well, button. all he did was really just torture Gizmo the whole movie. And it, that was really the only connection that it had was every once in a while it flashed to Gizmo being tortured in some way. That always makes me way. really sad when they're all mean to Gizmo. It's like, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Gizmo, so maybe you should be nice to him. Um, no appreciation. He's your god. He, he's, no, Gizmo he's their, is your creator. If you think about it, it's like, he's their father. Papa Gizmo. Papa Gizmo. But, um... <laughs> no, but... They... They could have made Mohawk, like, a bigger, badder stripe. And they kind of just made him, like... He wasn't any more vicious or terrible than the rest of them. Yeah, no. And, and they stripe killed him... was, like, very clearly the main guy in the first one. So and they like... killed him so easily. I mean, granted, the fucking Rambo gizmo flaming arrow to explode him <sighs> was badass. But it wasn't... There was no buildup. It was like, here's Spider Mohawk for, like five seconds and now he's dead i think that like i I love the original gremlins i do i think it's it's solid but um as far as number two like while it has its strong suits it uh, it just wasn't i love both of them i think no they're both good in their own like in their own way there's per each one kind of has its like own like ups and like perks to it um this is not a movie i ever want to see remade like i think i would be so hurt. Well, they're making a third one. So... You didn't know that? That they're making a third Gremlins? This is news to me. I don't know how that's going to be because you have one that was made in the 80s, one made in the 90s. It's probably not going to be like... like. I feel like it's going to be CGI. Like, complete CGI and y'all are going to hear a review from Sierra about CGI shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are everybody's favorite. Like, when Sierra I go, CGI ran through probably When I go, like, ape shit... Or, like, get really excited about a movie. I always get compliments, like, from people that like us. They're always um, like, you're crazy. We love you. And I'm like, thanks. But I, there were, I feel like this movie was really just them having fun making a movie. Is no, it, it definitely... And you can feel that, though. It definitely is a lot... It wasn't... It, for me, it, it wasn't taken as serious as... Uh, not that Gremlins was a serious movie, but you know what I mean? It's like, you could tell that yeah. they definitely let loose more with this. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with their ratings. I mean, ratings and what people expose their children to uh, over t- a 10-year period is is pretty, pretty big. I mean, look um, at what we will and will not expose our children to these days. Um, I think that, like, with movies like this, it's really hard to review and rate... Like, 
as harshly. They're classics. As I normally would. So it's like. They're classics. I mean, it's just. When they're kids' movies, I'm like rated good because I'm a child in heart. I like the breaking of the fourth wall. Like, when you had. Mm, the gremlins were in the theater mm-hmm. with you. Well, not, not only that. They had. First, they had. Um, one of the big fucking movie reviewers, like Leonard Malton, reviewing Gremlins. He's like, oh, Gremlins is now available on VHS. And then they start, like, attacking him while he's doing his movie review. And then... Uh, Hulk Hogan talking to yeah. in the theater. And the reason they threw that in, because during the movie, the reel gets messed up. And then you see the Gremlins, like, messing mm-hmm. with the reel. The reason they did that was to pay homage to um, what we had talked about a few weeks ago with, like, House on Haunted Hill and the Tingler and stuff. How they would, like, interact with the audience. They threw it in as a homage to that, but... Um, I feel like it probably wasn't like, su- uh, as successful. I'm sure everyone was like, oh, what, what I thought was cool. Odd. What I thought was cool was, I guess, um, watching this on VHS, they had it... A, they didn't have that scene with, like, Hulk Hogan and stuff. They would have it where it, they came up in the static, like it was on your TV, and it would start flipping through channels, and it was, like, all these, like, TV shows, but it was, like, the gremlins were... The gremlins were interrupting. So they had one with, like, a, like, fake John Wayne, and they're just, like, interrupting this, like, Western movie. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So they had that for the VHS. So I thought it was cool that they threw little stuff in like that, but... I really liked Hulk Hogan in it, though. Like, he, like, I like that the, the, the gremlins respected him. Like, he's like, hey, you guys! Cut it out! Don't make me come up there! And then they stopped, and the movie started again. It was like these people came to see a movie. Yeah, and he's like, "Sorry, guys, that won't happen again." And he sits down. It's pretty cut and dry. It's a kid. It's it's, it's a family movie. It, they're not meant to like. They're not mass. No family movie is like this cinematic masterpiece. It's just enjoyable. Star Wars. So it's hard. I wouldn't even, like, I consider that, what? like, a fantasy choose adventure. Choose your next, I was going to say, choose your next Yeah, no, I consider carefully. that, like, a fantasy adventure. I don't think it's, like, geared towards children, like, whereas Gremlins is definitely geared towards kids, you know? So it's, like, how are you going to shit on a movie made for kids? Like, we don't, <laughs> when we're children, we don't have high expectations of cinematic no, mastery. No, no, definitely not. Like, we're like, oh, if it's fun, it's fun. So it's, like, Both hard. of them are definitely fun. Like, and that's the thing, is that these were our movies as children. So it's, like, hard to be, like, oh, well, I mean... It's kind let's of hard to pick techni- them apart. Yeah. Let's get technical, guys. No, they are definitely fun, and I feel like you can watch them over, like, a hundred times, and it's not something where they get, like, boring, or you just, you know what I mean? I don't think I could watch Gremlins 2 again. I could. I like them both. I thought they were both really If they're great. on, they're on. You know what I mean? Like, if it's if it's on, like, Gremlins, I go out of my way to watch, like, every once in a while, because I, I really do enjoy it. Gremlins it's not my two. favorite of them, though. Like, of, like, the, the fun 80s family movies. No, Gremlins I mean, it's... Isn't my favorite. It's, it's probably my favorite. Never-ending stories. The shit. Um... Don't think, even go there. If I you think say, Gremlins and the Goonies are my favorite. I love I'm gonna the say Goonies, with Goonies, too, but, probably. like... Goonies is probably my favorite. Never-ending story is so good. All right, let's rate Gremlins 2. I give it a 4. I'm gonna give it a 7. I thought it was fun. It's fun. I think I give it like a six point two. Six point one. I'm gonna go with Sierra. I think it's it's like a seven. It's good. It's oh, I fun. thought you were giving it a four. No, I wasn't really giving it a four. Oh. <laughs> we're not heartless. So seven plus seven. So guys, you figured it out. If you don't want me to rate harshly, put on a family movie because I just point, enjoy them. Six point seven is the average. That's fair for that. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Be sure to rate. Uh, yeah, be sure to review us on Apple Podcasts and 
follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast. Tune in next week for our real Christmas episode. We're going to be covering Black Christmas and Krampus. Yes! <laughs> I am so I'm excited. so excited. You have no idea. I, I love fucking Krampus. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, the movie isn't that great, but it's fucking, <laughs> fucking awesome, and I love it. And I own it, by the way. If you guys you know what? Borrow. Krampus really brings you back. Like, I don't want to get, like, I'm not going to get in the movie, but it does bring you back to, like, that gremlin style for sure. Oh, no, it definitely, the gingerbread men, mm-hmm. they definitely did. Have a good night. Good night. Good night.